This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial conflict. UFOs, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events from somewhere in the desert between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Mary Pass, because the truth will set you free. July 8, 1947. The Army Air Force has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as proud as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Shall I tell you what I find beautiful about you? Sooner or later, though, you always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a world welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com, where we ask questions and question the answers. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. I want to thank you, Veritas member, for making this program possible. Tonight's special guest is a Veritas veteran. His first appearance was over three years ago, in March 2009, and he discussed extraordinary powers in humans. Tonight, he will attempt to solve the 2012 equation in this special three-plus-hour interview. I'm referring to Pane Asshole Walker Andoff. According to Pane Andoff, sometimes it isn't what's being said by the so-called experts and the media. It's what's not being said that is most important. For personal growth and survival, humans need to think and feel. We need to read between the lines, connect the dots, so they truly make sense with what we personally observe in our day-to-day lives and take personal action on what we believe to be true. As it's always been said, consider the source, as any information may be true, mistaken, or disinformation, deliberately mistaken or misguided, serving someone else's purpose that may not be in your best interest. Trust yourself to know your truth, and know that truth is often stranger than fiction. Our interview starts with Skype and then changes to regular telephone due to technical difficulties. Pan Andoff will be with us shortly. To listen to the full three-plus-hour interview, 
Go to VeritasRadio.com, click on the subscribe button, and receive immediate access to everything we have to offer. Hundreds of hours of high-quality programs that you won't hear anywhere else. Subscribe today and keep Veritas on the air. And don't forget to visit our Veritas store where you can buy MMS. Even during this hot summer, I hear plenty of people have flu-like symptoms. You'll never know when you will need it, so it's better to have it. And if downloading our shows takes a lot of time where you are, purchase any of our USB drives with every season of our show. And to get in touch with me, it's very simple. Click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. According to Pani Andoff, there are two main reasons why the extraterrestrials are almost not delivering any more crop designs in the UK. First, it is too late and people did not understand their meaning after all these years. And second, people disregarded them. Let us hope they will change their mind and deliver more. Get ready to discuss planetary changes. Is there anything happening on the planet? Shift of the magnetic poles. Other changes in our solar system. As example of slowing down of the Venus rotation. Earth cracks, sinkholes, mysterious sound booms worldwide, flooding, sinking of parts of the world, a rising of new islands, tectonic plate movements, mid-Atlantic ridge and the ring of fire, seismic activity, both for artificial and natural origin. The difference between the real crop circle phenomena created by orbs of light and the false man-made ones. Crop circle messages regarding to what will happen at the end of the cycle in 2012. Solar system changes in our recent years. Recent collapse of the thermosphere. Sun without sunspots for two years. Losing of the bow shock in our heliosphere. Source of cosmic rays that affect our DNA. And what will happen when it makes a physical contact with the sun and the rest of the planets in our solar system. The true purpose of underground bases and facilities. Mysterious objects spotted next to our sun. Possible neutralizing of the full effect of the magnetic ribbon by highly ET rays that is also present in our solar system and capable of controlling our star. The spiritual aspect of this expected mega event. How things got to this stage and what happened in the ancient past. The ancient nuclear conflict between few highly developed civilizations and the ultimate secret behind genuine crop circles the flower of life global meditation as a solution to the equation. It is a chance for the evolution of humankind and regaining our true and original cosmic existence. For this and much more, a three-plus-hour interview with Pane, Astral Walker, and Dove, who's coming up next. If you want to believe, stop this audio now. If you want to know, don't go anywhere. This is Mel Bambergers, and you're listening to Veritas.
and you're listening to The Veritas Show. Bani Andov, also known as Astral Walker, was born in Skopje, Macedonia in 1973 and currently lives in the Gold Coast in Queensland, Australia, according to him in preparation of the coming events leading to 2012. Andov specialized in computer science and worked as a computer expert in Macedonian telecom. At the present, he is the chief editor of the magazine The Sixth Sense that covers topics related to meditation, kundalini energy, astral projection, remote viewing, telepathy, aura, clairvoyance, psychometrics, psychokinesis, and much more. At the age of 14, Andov became interested in yoga and Buddhism. Inspired by all the incredible powers that yoga masters had demonstrated as a result of long years of practicing meditation, he started figuring out the mystery of the way of life. He became attached to all of the human's psychic abilities, but particularly to the extraordinary ability called astral projection. He felt hunger for the knowledge and he was determined to get it. Thus, Andov meditated six hours a day and started to discover his inner potentials. The new world that was opening in front of him made him realize that the reality was not what it seemed to be, but something completely different. Throughout the years, Andov had successfully demonstrated his paranormal abilities in front of thousands of people. Today, he is a master of yoga and parapsychology and lives an extraordinary life. In his spare time, Andov gives classes and seminars to hundreds of people who want to develop their extraordinary senses. And to learn more about Pane Andov, his work, his seminars, and his DVDs, visit his website at paneandov2012.com, which is also linked on our website. And directly from Gold Coast, Queensland, Australia, I would like to welcome Pane Andov back to Veritas. Hello, Pane. Welcome back. How are you? Hello, Mel. Doing very, very well. Thank you very much. It's so uh, nice to be with you once again and to speak with you, my friend. My pleasure, Pane. And it, it feels like I spoke to you yesterday, and it's been over three years, and you still hold the record. We did a four-hour show, and although we inserted some breaks, we didn't take a break during those four hours. So first, I want you to tell the audience, if you want, what has happened in the past three years and a few months. Yeah. Uh, it was a great show and uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, since then I was very active. I was uh, doing many talks, uh, workshops for developing extraordinary senses with humans. I also was uh, a speaker on the Nexus Conference 2011, which was in Sunshine uh, uh, Coast in, in, in Queensland, where I was covering the subject of the cost coincidences and expectations for 2012. So I did uh, uh, many, uh, many lectures, as I mentioned, uh, but uh, I'm also uh, involved with, uh, with the global helix meditations and also the flower of life meditations, which are taking worldwide every, every uh, Sunday. Just a few other words, I'm also the author of four books, uh, Extraordinary Powers in Humans, uh, which is a manual for developing of the extraordinary senses. With humans, 2012 Nexus event, uh, which is describing a, a cosmic uh, event which can change our world as we know it, and 2012 explosions old, which covered uh, uh, the subjects about uh, uh, crop circles, uh, astrophysics, how all this is connected, and how this approaching energy, which was detected in space, will affect our DNA and produce the evolution of of, of our uh, kind. 
So before I, I go into the 2012 and what my activities are regarding to this, it's probably uh, better that I mention a few more words about uh, my past, right? And by the way, let me just interrupt you for one second. I apologize. For, for those who are listening, you may hear a noise coming from, from Pane, but it's, it's, it's winter in Australia right now, and there's a lot of yes. rain in the background. I asked him if he could stop the rain, but there's only so much uh, <laughs> extraordinary ability that he can manifest, but please go ahead. All right, cool. So in the last 20 years, uh, I've been an instructor in the fields of progressive meditation, remote viewing, astral projection, Kundalini yogi, Yoga, and uh, a few other disciplines. I have thousands of students uh, worldwide, which uh, uh, actually with whom I developed a, a special relationship, a special bond, and planned a stick of further growth and development. So back in 2008, I was organizer of the planetary healing meditation that took place worldwide, where thousands of people were meditating at the same time, projecting their thoughts and energy in order to heal our planet and to rise the vibrational level. I'm also a contactee uh, from the age of seven, and those contact, contacts are still ongoing. Back in 1995-1996, I was informed that there will be an extraordinary cosmic event happening in the late 2012. Uh, no specific data was delivered then, but in 2008, Mel, by direct extraterrestrial guidance, uh, via holographic visuals, I was directly shown what will happen to our planet and what kind of implications this cosmic event will have on us. But before I explain further, I need to mention a few things uh, uh, that took place in my early childhood, which will explain the things that followed further. So thanks to the events that took place when I was very, very young, uh, seven years of age, my life has changed significantly. It happened one evening in late uh, 1980, uh, I have a, a 14 years older brother, and uh, he used to train uh, martial arts during the evening time. And uh, from time to time, he was taking me with him uh, for me to keep him company and to watch how he is training. So I really enjoyed to see his moves and arts that he was performing. And uh, it, it was nothing special, but uh, that evening, uh, very close to the full moon, I started to observe a very bright uh, light, which became like a like a, like a ball of fire. And I asked my brother, "How can there can be two moons?" And when I didn't got any any response uh, from him, I by default I looked at him, and I saw just a face of of a of a, of a scared man. And next next thing that that took place, there was a white flash. Everything became completely white, and I started to feel that I feel weightless. I didn't know what to make of it. I started to become more scared. And as the seconds are passing, this whiteness started to change, started to shift, and there was uh, you know, something like an opening which was appearing into my sight. And from this opening, there were some silhouettes uh, standing on the other side. And as the image started to clear up more and more, I realized that those uh, uh, silhouettes are not humans. They are something else, which i never seen before. And that's when the voices in my head started, and they transmitted that uh, I shouldn't be afraid because they mean no harm to me. 
and uh, they have actually introduced me into into the craft. As I was seeing all these technological advances uh, as a little boy, it was fascinating for me. But uh, very soon I was uh, I was asked to lie down on a, on a very flat table with certain gadgets and. That's where the all kinds of lights actually went into my body and didn't feel any pain from it, but I felt like a more colder and hotter sensations. And uh, they started to transmit uh, into my head that they are very glad that they have found me before the others did. Then I didn't know what the others actually mean, but with time I learned who the others are. And they mentioned that from now on they will be able to know where I am and they will be able to protect me. They also mentioned that they will be doing something to me that I can uh, experience certain And as the result of this experience, I will be able to understand that how it works and how I can actually further pass to other people. And they say that it's not to worry that they will guide me all the way, which they did during my life and that they will be helping wherever you need them. And so they mentioned that you have to play that, uh, a major role in this process of the awakening, and as the time will pass by, that more and more uh, I will remember, and that humanity is heading towards a great change, and that many spirits will return to the stars, and something magnificent is going to happen. When this progression of lights, which was moving on my, uh, on my skin, uh, was 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 done was over i i i i sit from the from the table and, and went down i was walking uh, i didn't have any recollection what took place with my brother actually i didn't even think about him and all of a sudden the floor of the craft started to to, to i was able to see lights uh, down below which was uh, the the Skopje city from above, and very soon as the as the craft was moving, uh, I, I started to recognize the bridge where the abduction took place. And then uh, there was another flash, and I wake up in my in my body, completely with full awareness what took place. And uh, as soon as I opened my eyes, immediately that struck me was what uh, happened to my brother. And I, I, I step out of the bed and directly run towards his room. When I enter his room, he was literally sitting uh, in his bed, shaking, shaking, and there was a blood coming from his nose and constantly repeating what happened, what happened. In reality, they didn't hurt him, but his uh, perception of reality uh, was, uh, was doing the problem because uh, what took place, the experience was far beyond that his belief system could take, and he was obviously under under uh, extreme shock, which uh, uh, actually retreated the next day. But uh, my mother got very very worried about uh, this event, and she didn't know what to do. Uh, he, and if she wanted to speak with someone else about the event, uh, no one would actually understand what is happening. That everyone would think that we are crazy. But the thing that I want to make, Mel, is that immediately after that uh, uh, that uh, event, I started to feel different. I started to feel very sharp edges of the furniture, like table, chairs, and other stuff. Like my uh, field or my aura was was as it's as it was moved through them. It was cut in some way. 
I started to to hear voices in in my head, which was the thoughts of my mother, brother, and other people. But most extraordinary that was taking place that during the night, I started to feel that I am awakening, and as soon as I become aware, I realize that I am like a meter or so above my physical body, which means uh, uh, I was able to see the bat and my physical body sleeping down uh, on the bat. And that freaked me out at the beginning, and the experience uh, was lasting just a couple of seconds, and I was immediately waking up. But after a while, I started to get more encouraged, how should I put it, and uh, went to the ceiling. The moment I went to the ceiling, I found out that I'm completely able to, to perceive, if to see everything uh, uh, in my neighborhood. I was able to see the rules of the house, the streets, the traffic, everything to hear with, with crystal clarity. The interesting thing is that there was always a, a, a light somewhere at the background which was following me wherever I was moving. I learned in time that this is something what people called controlled out-of-the-body experience or asshole projection. And uh, in, in, in those days, uh, they were just following me just to make sure like a small baby, like looking at a small baby, uh, learning how to walk. And the, the thing progressed with, uh, with uh, threatening from my mother after an incident took place. We were actually at the house of the neighbors uh, when she, she was having a coffee with her friend. And while I was playing uh, with other children there, I started to see multidimensional, which means as I was seeing the room and the toys, I was starting to see our house on fire. And uh, this came like a vision and was gone, and then it was it was uh, repeated once again. And all of a sudden, I was able to see very strong uh, uh, visuals that something is wrong with our house. And that's when I started to pull my my mother uh, on on a jumper and saying that look, there's something wrong with our house. She was laughing at the beginning, but after a while, she agreed to check it out. And when we went there, literally, the, the, there was a smoke coming uh, from, from the house. And she started to scream. Luckily, the neighbors came and they put uh, the, uh, the fire down. And the incident was, uh, was, uh, was solved. But the thing is, she started to really threaten me that she would take me to hospital or to someone else just to see uh, what kind of devil and how she put that you know had gotten into me and how I'm able to do this stuff because she was obviously a parent that is facing a situation with her child that she doesn't fully understand and don't know how to cope with and I knew and I knew that she was serious and uh, that's why I started to back off this this force I started to feel that it's fading inside me and literally uh, I didn't hear any more voices in my head. I didn't feel super sensitivity when I was moving through sharp objects. Neither those experiences of uh, of uh, flying or controlling a, a transparent body with full awareness took place. So everything was just back to normal, like it was before the the, the when I was taken. Why do you think that happened? Actually, they they did something to me. Uh, to change uh, the, 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 the material which is active in my, in my genetics because uh, as, as further it goes because it took around seven years when I become uh, a teenage age 
for the things to enroll him back in that direction, which means between I was 7 and 14, nothing took place. I had an extraordinary childhood with all the, 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 the beautiful experience that every child can have, but nothing in, in this direction. When I was 14, I introduced, uh, I was introduced by these spiritual sciences by my uncle, who was very, very keen into the Tibetan uh, Buddhism and, and yogic uh, practices. The crazy uncle. I remember this from our first um, interview. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was the crazy yeah. uncle, but you related to him. Yes, definitely. He taught me uh, the, the meaning of meditation, and he started to teaching me meditation and and uh, it was just simply like someone is feeding me with the proper food i was absorbing it so much and everything came so naturally to me like i'm already uh, knowing this knowing this you know what i'm trying to say and then i started to push to train to train i started to meditate in lotus position more than six hours per day completely motionless stillness and uh, as soon as I got to the proper state of, of, of meditation and the brainwaves uh, uh, changed to the, to, the, uh, to the frequency that it was necessary, I was able to, to remove myself from my physical body again with full consciousness. And that's when the, the real, real journey began for, for me. I, I was uh, mature enough. Uh, to understand that this is something out of the ordinary and that there is a huge potential. When I was able to fly, you know, it's very similar to what people describe as a near-death experience. You know, they're fully aware, they can fly, and sometimes, you know, they, they, they return back, right, and they speak about the experience. This is very, very similar, similar to this. But the thing is, uh, uh, as I started to do astral traveling and I was uh, able to pull up around 40 kilometers of the height, I started to hit like invisible barrier, like simply uh, there is like a ceiling, you know, like a blockade that I couldn't go through. And after a while, I learned uh, uh, that uh, there is a difference uh, how the astral body actually is, uh, uh, is uh, able to, to perform if it's in the, on the on the lower vibrational level on the and on and, and it's completely different on the higher vibrational level. When I was using uh, high quality uh, astral body, I was able to penetrate through, and that's when the real the real uh, uh, re revelation start. Because as soon as I was able to penetrate, uh, you cannot imagine, by the way, the beauty of the experience. As you go at that height, you start to see how the Earth is starting slowly to become circular more and more. And there is absolutely no sound. From time to time, you feel like a some meteor just zapping through to the atmosphere. But the thing is, uh, as I moved higher, I started to realize that there are intelligent objects which are moving in and out of our planet frequently. And uh, this was not just uh, 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 from time to time, but all the time. And I was starting to speak about this uh, with other people, uh, and no one actually knew about it. Because in those days, completely, uh, no one was talking about on the radio, on the, on there was nothing on the television, maybe some UFO series, but nothing, you know. It wasn't until Martin Stops, you know, yes, when yes. he started talking about this. And by the way, a lot of people think that he's dead. 
He's not. He suffered a brain tumor, but I actually contacted him about a year ago, and he's remaining under the radar because somebody out there doesn't want his information to continue being disseminated, as you know. Definitely, no, definitely. Thanks, thanks, to, thanks to him, actually, we got a very good quality uh, infrared uh, recording footage what exactly is happening in the atmosphere of our planet. And he called it the three phenomena, right? And those flying orbs were definitely intelligent. What he was, but that's the same that I was able to see in the in the in the atmosphere. So that was that was uh, uh, 30 years ago, and uh, from from then, I literally, uh, as I mentioned, completely changed uh, changed uh, my my perception, my way of living, and everything. So that. Uh, event that took place when I was seven was the crucial one, right? So during the event, just to answer your question, my RNA, uh, RNA and DNA has been altered by them, enabled me actually to use extended abilities such as telepathy, telepathy and controlled the experience on a daily basis. So the experience was extraordinary for me. I never imagined back then that is going to change my life such a such a drastic. With time, I was informed by one of the extraterrestrial races that I was in contact that our solar system uh, has at least 3,000 species which are frequently here. A rare of those are interacting with humankind and most of the species are avoiding human humans considering them still not mature enough for the open contact. Unfortunately, that's what I, I received from them. Most of my contacts were with another human species that lives in the inner earth, in the city which is called Shambhala, and also the the uh, um, also many contacts were actually conducted with the extraterrestrial uh, race which lives on a on a huge planet which is called Orska. By the way, this this planet is 33 light years away from Earth. And just to satisfy the the listeners' uh, uh, desire. Orska entity is a humanoid by shape. The skin is completely white. The form of the of the head uh, of the entity of Orska is very similar to the one of the short gray, but the color of the of the eyes uh, is different. The entity from Orska possesses green metallic colored eyes, which are fading to total green, while they are uh, actually manifesting in some of their higher bodies or when when they are out of their physical body, if you will, right? Uh, their arms are, are longer than the ones with the short gray and with two fingers on each hand. The legs are very thin and the entity has only three toes on, on, on its foot. Generally speaking, the entity from Orska is very likable and doesn't leave aggressive or even scary impression like a short gray entity does. Unfortunately, in my youth, I also had abundance of astral contacts with uh, the Grey Collective, the short grey beings with black eyes, and also the tall grey beings. Uh, so there is a difference between them, which I will explain. And they were very interested uh, in my abilities uh, to enter the astral plane with full awareness, and how I plan to use that ability, for what purposes, and will that affect uh, in some way uh, their agendas. 
the 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 short ones are are more oriented toward the genetics. They literally uh, enjoy certain enzyme extractions, which uh, are taken through the abduction process. But uh, on the contrary, the tall gray beings are more like a predators. Uh, they're often spotted uh, and recorded in woods and other other places. Sometimes even crossing the streets, and they're uh, far more taller than the short ones. Anyway, and the last uh, of the of the races that I was frequently encountering was a positive race, which is known as Quetzal race, a race which is responsible for the majority of the genuine crop circles, uh, and uh, they have shown me many things. I know that the Cropy Society and other, let's say, authorities, they claim today that uh, probably more than 80% of the crop designs are fake. But I will explain my my way of, of seeing and my uh, understanding of them. And uh, let, let me interject for a second, and I'll be interjecting so that you know I can add a few cents of, of what you're saying. What you said is very important. When I spoke with uh, Colin Andrews, the father of the term crop circles, he also acknowledged that yes, you know they say that eighty percent is man-made, but even if it's ninety-nine percent, and there's one percent that is not man-made, that should give all the researchers more reason to explore this with the the professionalism and the scientific method that it deserves. Yeah, no, no doubt about it, Mel. Uh, it's it's a lot more than twenty percent, uh, despite the fact that uh, I respect very much the work of, of Colin, and uh, he was the one of the leading, let's say, authorities on the subject. I disagree with his. Uh, uh, perception and conclusions, and as the show will go on, I will like more and more why that's the case. Mm-hmm. But before we come into into this uh, uh, this field, I would like to just mention a few other words about things that actually took place, so people will understand more accurately why things are like they are and what is followed, right? So. Uh, the thing is that majority of the crop circle messages uh, are related to the extraordinary event and what we as humans can do about it. As but we're gonna speak about this this shortly as, as we discuss, right? So on my astral journeys, I have encountered many other species, but uh, but uh, the the ones that I previously just mentioned. Uh, I was encountering uh, a lot, right? Some of the experience I published in my book, Extraordinary Powers in Humans. And today I'm willing to share some more that I put it in that book, right? Because the time has changed. And I believe that more and more people are today open to the information, uh, which was not the case in the past, right? So regarding to the inner earth, there is... Uh, uh, a civilization which which lives inside, and I will clarify more. Shambhala citizens have many varieties, uh, like we have different cultures on, on the on the on the surface and different color of skin, etc. Some are similar to Tibetan lamas with uh, skinned heads, but have mostly white clean, clean robes. There are many with long ears and different type of of of, uh, of hair. If you see uh, the images uh, on the Asian uh, temples in Indonesia, let's say, in Thailand. So, uh, Shambhala is the capital of the underground world, and it keeps the Gaia, or the soul of our planet, life and wealth. 
and protects it from all evil. The aurora lights which uh, uh, are coming from the polar openings, right, and that we're able to see, are coming directly from the Shambhala. So all the ancient knowledge and technology is preserved in this in this underground uh, city. So uh, uh, regarding to to Shambhala, the entrances uh, to the city are literally at uh, at the polar openings of the planet. So the, that is why the satellites never never fly above those polar openings, and uh, neither the airplanes are allowed to fly close close to the to the polar openings they're always uh, immediately stopped by the military airplanes and with the request to to distance themselves from from the region so uh, not everyone can can how should i put it enter shambhala because shambhala is a half etherical uh, uh, place and half physical place so it needs a a, a proper vibrational level and it's all over in the Asian uh, legends if you like so it's a it's a very very powerful powerful city and which exists completely with any awareness uh, uh, from how should I put it uh, of the people which are living on the surface is there a communication between our surface for lack of a better term civilization and the inhabitants of Shambhala you can you can you can say that, uh, but in reality, to the best of my knowledge and what uh, my communication actually uh, was uh, were resulted with is that uh, those uh, entities uh, are the ones that uh, survived the last uh, cataclysmic event on Earth, and they didn't go to the genetic manipulation, sorry, uh, mutation. How should I put it? And uh, literally, they are the same genetic. Uh, how should I put it? With the same genetic potential than uh, from us, because we went uh, through a mutation that degraded uh, the the glands, right, the sides, the the paranormal abilities, if you like, and many other things, which was not the case with those beings. So obviously, we are seeing. Uh, a major flood that took place uh, thousands of years ago and uh, the poles had shifted many other things which is all already written in many many records right around the world who caused the mutation or who or what caused the mutation to us the mutation was was caused by by uh, a superwave which which happened a uh, long time ago which means uh, if you it, if you take a uh, uh, observation in this direction everything uh, in our past was gigantic right which means the tro the trees were were growing extremely tall and large uh, the sea life was huge the insects were gigantic birds were gigantic right and even we found evidence of at least five body sizes of humans uh, by the excavated bones in many location uh, locations on earth right yeah mm -hmm. so some of those bones are literally gigantic right so we are seeing uh, uh, humanoids that were, were far more taller than we are today and the atmosphere was a lot bigger which means uh, uh, there was a lot more prana into uh, into the atmosphere or a lot more life force into the atmosphere mm. which means that's why the dna abundance was was present then people were able to levitate to communicate telepathically to do astral traveling and many other things so 
if you take a look what is happening now, the atmosphere is very small nowadays. Trees does not grow that big, uh, the sea life has shrinked, insects are small, the birds does not grow that big, and even the humans have shrinked to this more or less nominal size with uh, all the pituitary and the pineal gland completely. Is this why in the past humans would live over a thousand years and now the longevity has shrunk? Yes, definitely, because the conditions were different. But in reality, when we started to search more, we found the evidence in the ice course records. Because when people started to dig into the ice of Greenland and Antarctica, they found uh, uh, a dirt and then a, uh, a clean ice and then a dirt again and clean ice. And then when they analyzed the dirt layer, they found that it's, uh, it contains iridium. Mm -hmm. uh, it contains nickel, uh, also gold, and beryllium-10, which is the radioactive isotope of beryllium. All this is, is, is uh, rarely found uh, on Earth in these uh, uh, proportions, if you like, uh, and in this amount, but it's heavily found in cosmic dust in superwaves. So if you take, for example, the legend of the, of the blue star, when people had recorded that there was something like a blue light in the sky, Yep. That took place, and if you take, uh, for example, the mammoths, right? When they were unfrozen, they were still having uh, uh, a foot in their mouth. In their mouths, and yes. Whatever took place, it was just a, a matter of split of a second or two. So they didn't uh, have the time to, to respond. So This is what Dr. Paul Laviolette talks about. Yeah, yeah. I, I spoke with him uh, uh, a few months ago, and... Uh, his research is, is very, very important in my perspective. He, by the way, does not agree that the superway will, will come in 2012, but the pointed evidence from the crop designs and other evidence is pointing that it will. Let me, let me stop you for a second, because I want to tell the audience that what we'll be discussing tonight is not about spreading fear. It's about awareness. It's about it's simply information that you're going to give us. The meaning is up to the listener, and they can do their own research. But you're basically preparing them for what you have concluded based on the analysis of the information you've been exposed to. Correct? Yep. 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 Okay. Definitely. Uh, uh, look, uh, there is nothing to fear. We just need to understand how how things work in space, which means uh, uh, we had already given a clues and directions from, from the crop circles. So if you like, we can just just transfer to, to that subject, right? Sure. So first of all, uh, crop designs are, are literally uh, something which is a, not a new phenomenon, right? And they, they have been around for a while, and for me, it's a personal thing because in 2008, just just a few days before the genuine crop design had arrived, uh, and on the fields in UK and other places, it was downloaded directly into my consciousness. And not just that, but also the the language uh, which uh, they have, which is not visible on the crop fields. So for me, it's a connection like uh, like I'm speaking. How should I put it uh, with you now? So in other words, uh, uh, despite the fact that even Colin and other people are having a difficulty time to understand that even with ones that are made by by humans, there is something paranormal in the background. So like an intelligence uh, which is guiding them to create certain designs. 
but in the genuine crop designs, literally the electromagnetism is, is very high. There is a note latening which is, uh, which is also detected, and this uh, note latening uh, is more stronger towards uh, the center of it, and uh, it's, it's less towards the periphery. There was one uh, doctor, Elteo Hazakhov, he's a PhD, who had studied this in 2000, and he found that there is a thermal expansion and node lengthening, which was observed. And the interesting that he was trying, the interesting thing was that he was trying to match uh, some mathematical model with it, you know, and the distribution model of the node lengthening was compared with several other mathematical models, and there was 100% of match with one of them, which is the mathematical model of the electromagnetic radiation distribution of a point source which means if you have like a light bulb, well, and just below the light bulb, it will be <laughs> more lighter. But as you go further away, you will see that there is less and less light. Uh, when node lengthening uh, was, uh, was analyzed, uh, found in the genuine crop designs, it's clearly seen that the plant, which was taken directly from the center of the crop formation, is far more elongated. Uh, uh, from the ones that, which were taken from the periphery of the same crop formation. With uh, contrast with the man-made ones, uh, the, the plant is not destroyed. Uh, it continues to, to grow, to live, it gets more healthier. The interesting thing that when people come close to the crop, they feel like their blood in their heads, hands is, is going uh, off and the electromagnetic influence is so strong that often it jams the cameras the compasses and even uh, the pilots refuse to to fly above the genuine crop designs and which are definitely indicating that uh, this energy in some way is affecting the, ins the the guiding instruments of the helicopters so in other words uh, uh, many crop designs are are not and even even the bending if you see uh, the, the not just the note lightning but sometimes uh, the 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 plant is is bent at like 90 degrees and you cannot do this by physical force because because you're going to crush the plant and on top of everything uh, there is uh, <coughs> evidence excuse me of uh, uh, discovery of tiny 10 to 4 40 micron diameter pure iron spheres which uh, are found in the genuine uh, formation, which you cannot produce just with ropes and, and sticks, if you know what I'm trying to say. Sure. D D Doug and Dave, I understand there's there's a lot of man-made, and you know many people say they're all man-made, but if that's the case, then why do the military send their helicopters exactly. to waste their gas after stuff if we made it? Exactly. Uh, every time when when the, those bolts of light or orbs of light, whatever you want to call it, appear above the crop fields of UK and other places, the military can pick them up on radar and immediately send uh, black helicopters or fighter jets to intercept them just before they deliver an intelligent uh, message, if you like. What can they possibly do to an orb? I know what you're saying, and again, some people say that could be our own technology, the shadow government. Then why do we send sticks and stones technology like a helicopter versus that technology? Why do we send a helicopter? What can they possibly do to those orbs? First of all, the, the, the logic is, is extraordinary, Mel, that you're just saying, because there was one person who came to me, let's say, one year and a half ago, and he mentioned to me, look... Uh, 
made Sari aware that our governments have the technology to project this from satellites and so on yeah. and so forth. But if that's the case, if this shadow government controls everything and the military by itself, right? So why employing uh, the the heavy helicopters, right? Just why 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 spending that that fuel, right? Just to chase something which is it's already their property, right? Unless unless it's a breakaway government. Uh, look, I definitely uh, uh, I'm aware what you're saying, but in reality uh, there is one ruling body which people call, in the lack of better terminology, shadow government. Yeah. And this shadow government is dealing with this UFO phenomena, which means uh, their eyes are 24-7 uh, all the time, keeping an eye of everything, especially crop designs have been shown that are of very interest. If you uh, start to dig, you will see that the whole UK, let's say, uh, uh, government was interested into into this uh, this phenomena, and uh, the thing is, many of the satellites are are scanning the the crop fields for the messages, and many of those messages that were delivered were never published, or people never never uh, uh, knew that that some messages uh, had been delivered because simply they are not. Uh, how should I put it, presented in the public media. No one talks about this in, in, in public media because they use History Channel, Discovery Channel and National Geographic in order to try to disregard the phenomena that it's sure. all man-made, there is nothing to see, you know, and then they have the funds to produce such a beautiful animation that most of the people buy it. So in reality, they want to completely destroy the phenomena like and remember and remember Pane, if it's on tv it must be true yeah definitely definitely for example the interesting thing was there was a uh, one uh, pictogram which appeared in in crabwood farmhouse in uk on august 16 2002 where you was able you were able to see uh, extraterrestrial depiction a, a, a depiction of extraterrestrial being with UFOs, right, and, and a disk, which obviously, when translated uh, with ASCII code, uh, the message was uh, completely intelligent, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was deciphered by the Paul uh, Vigo. Unfortunately, his body was found dead, washed ashore in the South Sea on 20 of February uh, uh, 2009. And Paul Vigo, you said, right? Paul Vigo? Yeah, Paul Yes, young man who left home, left his car keys, uh, very well respected in the community, and yes, uh, dr found drowned. Definitely, and he was using uh, the ASCII computer code system to decode the messages in, in this uh, uh, disk that we are talking about, and uh, the original deciphering of, of it was beware of of the barriers of false gifts, right, and their broken promises, much pain but still time, which is a very bold line, which means uh, what do we need to do before the time runs out, right? There, there is a good out there and we oppose deception, can do it closing. So this needs uh, a, a little bit of clarification. Beware of the barriers of the false gifts and their broken promises. They're referring that uh, that uh, earlier precursor of the government, how should I put it, had established a contact with certain extraterrestrial groups in order to get exchange in technology and guidance in certain uh, scientific areas, right? 
in order that the others can do uh, certain periodic uh, uh, abductions of humankind and abduction of certain uh, number of livestock for different uh, reasons. And the thing is, uh, in that time, when literally they found, or if you want to call it uh, the shadow government, when they discovered that the humans are not alone, they were terrified. The realization that the humans, in fact, do not control the planet, neither the land, neither the water, neither the the, the space, right, or moon, or, what the, or or even further, right, it didn't came easy. So, in my understanding, the pathetic violent attempts by the military uh, uh, generals, right, uh, was completely to 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 try to get this superior technology and to use in uh, in military purposes. In other words, they decided that it's best to keep it secret, and they had deployed every source resources they 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 got in order to manipulate the public opinion that it's all science fiction that they don't exist while in the background they were actually studying the phenomena and eventually it led to a contact and building of the so-called underground world, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so for example, uh, uh, take uh, this treaty that actually took place uh, uh, was was a mistake in my perspective because maybe things would would go completely on different path. If Which treaty are you referring to? The Eisenhower Treaty in in 1952, yeah. I believe. Yeah, it was uh, somewhere that 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 period, but definitely there was a, a a treaty because some sometimes people say to me, look, if the crop circle designers are so intelligent, how come they do not write in English or in Russian <laughs> or Spanish or some other language, right? Yeah. So what's, what's the logic here? In reality, with this treaty, uh, uh, that those people actually, which they got the, for some reason, the, the luxury to represent the whole humankind, right? Which they, they actually have no right to, to do it, right? They signed that, uh, that no other extraterrestrial group or race is allowed to interfere directly with the affairs of the signed parties which means no direct overtook of television signal, no direct overtook of the radio signal, or eventually not landing in the public uh, human uh, areas. Well, let me stop you for one second, because I don't want to deviate completely from the crop circles part. But you said no no direct um, interference with uh, TV signals. Then what happened in 1977 with the the Vrillian signal? Correct. That's what I'm saying. With the exception of the 1977, the Vrillian incident, which was uh, was a direct guidance and and where, where the the audio of the television broadcast was taken down and uh, it was replaced by a transmission which was clearly showing us that we need to change our ways and there is something extraordinary coming in in near future, right? People still cannot explain that, Pane. Yep. It's difficult because because of the of the religious perspective, the religious beliefs, you know, and, and the society beliefs which are forced from the very early age it's difficult to accept uh, anything which it, it goes against those beliefs, if you know what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, uh, uh, take for example uh, the underground world. Uh, nuclear bombs were used to build the underground bases and the facilities where, where uh, how should I put it, the combined 
stuff would work. You know, when the treaty was signed, there was a, a problem how the people can get uh, in the same place with the NTIs and learn the technology because the agreement, to the best of my understanding, was that this technology is provided, but it was so advanced that even the more the most advanced engineers were no match for the technology. So they had to get the guidance, so they had to, to, to create bases and, and facilities where those uh, 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 conditions can be made to be able to interact with the NTIs. And many of the insights... What, what, is, what is NTI? It's extraterrestrial. Oh, ETI, ETI. ETI, sorry. Okay, so, yes. So the thing is, uh, they for, for, take, for example, uh, from 1945 till 1998. I'm not saying that all of those are used in, the, in that direction, but most of it... Uh, you till till the 1998 there were at least uh, 2,053 uh, nuclear tests which are performed both underground and underwater, which means the major players were, were U.S. with 1,032 nuclear tests, ex-Soviet Union to the best of my knowledge with 715 nuclear tests. France was with 210, and UK and China with 45 nuclear tests. So that's giving you, that immediately is giving you the major players in, in, in this uh, scenario because those uh, were the, the nations that were uh, heavily uh, creating the, the underground world. By the way, if you, if you take a look uh, at the Google Earth, which is available uh, nowadays, and you will see that there are some lines which are connecting the 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 ocean floor and many of those lines in my belief are nothing else but exact those those lines which are already created and it's already functional underground world because they are preparing for the event which is which is uh, which is coming soon do you think pane you know let's go back to 2001 2.3 trillion dollars were lost then we had all these trillion dollar bailouts that we had and we never saw the money the economies of the world are crumbling, almost as if the people who are in charge don't give a damn, pardon my, my expression, almost as if they're ready to let the place burn down because they know what's coming and that's why they're letting it go the way it is. Am I right here? Definitely. And also there is another, another logic to it that they are desperately trying to find the necessary uh, fundings for, for, for the continuation of their work and research and, and, and development, if you know what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So how to literally get, get the fundings uh, from, from the ordinary people. So many, many amount, huge amounts of, of those fundings are going into unknown direction, you know? Yeah, black projects. Black projects which are used to, be, to finance this uh, shadow government uh, stuff, yeah. and uh, those projects are always expanding. It's not just the colonization of the moon and beyond, but it's far more uh, complex nowadays, right? Sure. So the thing is, uh, to, 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 to just to, to summarize this part, uh, the treaty was signed that uh, anti uh, the extraterrestrials were were actually uh, approved to take a certain number of of humans for genetic tests and some other stuff. But uh, when things got uh, very how should I put it too open and they started to analyze the number of the people uh, that are abduct- abducted, 
it is high above what was agreed. And also they started to find like a micro electronic devices implanted into into the head and other parts of the body, which are implants with different, uh, how should I put it, uh, material from any known material in the periodic table, right? And uh, especially the ones which were found in the head. Are you implanted? Because you said they monitor you. Do, are you aware of, of any implants in your body? Uh, at at uh, the time, no. But uh, when when that was the that was the case in very early early age, uh, yes, they have put it uh, not one but few of those for different purposes. Which will because we have to understand that implant is is uh, something used for different purposes, not just for tracking purposes. Right, like you put a. Uh, 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 something like a tracer, right? That uh, it, it emits signals, mm-hmm. and you can find where it is to locate uh, the, the the subject. But it's also influencing the pineal gland and other stuff, producing certain amounts of DMT and so on and so forth that you can actually experience certain psychic things. So the thing is, these biological bodies that we have are nothing more than biocomputers, right? A very intelligent, genetically created uh, uh, host which uh, can uh, support literally, uh, as I'm already mentioned, the host of highly evolved uh, consciousness or life force. So in other words, that takes us to very interesting uh, ground because uh, if you take uh, a look at the ancient history, right, we, we, we are seeing that those beings were far more advanced than we were, right? Just take, for example, Vedas and Upanishads, right? Those those uh, 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 records contain extreme knowledge of meditative states, of of altered states of consciousness, right, and many other stuff. So, which means they were able to utilize that knowledge in the in the past, right? So the thing is now we are only with three percentage three uh, percent uh, of the active genetic material. And the rest, 97%, is completely dormant. It's unused, mm-hmm. like it's completely asleep. Which means, uh, why would nature create something uh, uh, and to use just a small, tiny portion of it? Yeah, well, why is it there? Why is the 97% called junk DNA? Because it's not junk. It's all our subtle bodies which all, with all the energies that goes uh, with it. In other words, the NTIs had informed me that our life force or our essence or consciousness, whatever we want to call it, is attached to 64 vehicles or 64 hosts or bodies, if you like, which all have different density and different speed of vibration, which means now we're manifesting into this physical reality using our physical bodies, but we cannot manifest into the next dimension which is the astral dimension because we have to manifest in some other subtle body which is a lot more finer than the physical one with higher speed of vibration that one is called astral body but if you want to manifest or observe the dimension beyond the astral plane the astral body becomes too dense which means your consciousness has to switch from from uh, synchronization of the astral body uh, to synchronization to some other subtle body which is far more finer than the astral one and with even higher speed of the vibration of vibration of the astral body. In other words, the extraterrestrials had informed me that our consciousness can do this with 64 different vehicles. So just to make a parallel to the DNA, 
inside the, our DNA, the human DNA, uh, there are four bases, four molecules, and it's A, C, T, and G shortly. And those molecules uh, are uh, grouped into sets of three. So there is 64 uh, combinations uh, which are maximal in our DNA. And they have called those codons. So inside our DNA, there are 64 codons, which means every codon stands for one harmonic of the DNA. For example, as I mentioned, our consciousness can be uh, attached to 64 bodies, and those 64 bodies, they have each uh, harmonic. In other words, 10 uh, years ago, most of the humans were being born only with 20 codons activated out of 64 maximum. And in the last few years, the children are being born with 22 or 24 codons activated, which clearly indicates a mutation process. What's causing the mutation? Is it the sun or some other cosmic event approaching? Not just the sun, because uh, it's also true that the scientific community had reported that they have found uh, particles never seen before coming from the sun, and uh, uh, they are capable of the of the of the causing a mutation. Which means in our physical bodies there are eight radioactive elements. And those eight radioactive elements are, are mutating every time when these particles are, are, are coming from the sun. Usually uh, in the magnetosphere where those cracks are appearing uh, and uh, they're called like a noctisland clouds, uh, literally that's when the radiation is strongest. So that is why they're trying sometimes to put chemtrails to block these, uh, these particles so not to cause the, the mutation which is taking place because it's producing awakening. Well, that's that's some validation there, Panit, because some people say, oh, Mel, this just, if it's done, it's being done to, to mitigate global warming. If that's the case, then we'll be doing an Earth-wide. And my research states that it's only overpopulated areas. Definitely. The thing is, uh, uh, the mutation is mostly coming from the gigantic magnetic ribbon which was discovered officially by the IBEX, the Interstellar Boundary Explorer, in 2009. So which means there was a huge gigantic magnetic ribbon at the edge of our heliosphere, at the edge of our solar system. And when it was discovered, it was a huge discovery. What is this? because it's not a small thing, but it's literally huge. And it was completely matching, matching the galactic plane. You cannot see it on the visible spectrum, but uh, the higher you go in energy, like an X-ray or gamma ray uh, 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 scanning, it's everywhere around uh, the Milky Way galactic plane. So that's where the cosmic rays are mostly coming from. And those cosmic rays are scientifically proven that they affect the DNA structure, which means they are mutating uh, humans, if you know what I'm trying to say. So, well, of course. I don't know if you've heard that uh, carbon-12 is being transmitted into carbon-7. Yep, yep, definitely. So the thing is, uh, those 97% of the DNA are mutating now and they are reactivating more and more. People that are ready for the next step in the evolution 
are, are feeling this quite uh, quite uh, strongly, which means they 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 feel the urgent need to to meditate more, to separate from violence, to to harmonize. If you know what I'm trying to say. So no. the thing is, uh, the thing is, what is happening is something extra extraordinary. Now, let me ask you, the, the, you're saying that babies are being born with more strands activated. Is this happening only to babies, or is this happening also to, to, to other people, to older people? Thank you very much for listening to the first segment of this three-plus hour, three-segment interview. To listen to the next two-plus hours, go to VeritasRadio.com and subscribe. We'll take a short intermission, listen to some music, and we'll be right back with Pane Andoff and two more hours in the member section. Enjoy.
John Major Jenkins, and you're listening to The Veritas Show. 